Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. And welcome once again to uh, From the Terraces on this uh, slightly sunny uh, but nice and warm and cloudy uh, Sunday afternoon. Cambridge United maintain their home form, 100% record, four games in, four wins at home, uh, the latest 2-0 against Lincoln yesterday. Hopefully we'll be talking to Matt, although he's uh, in the car coming back from Cardiff, so not sure if the reception's going to work, but we shall try. Histon uh, lost at the weekend. Cambridge City didn't play, but we'll be talking to both Lance and Robbie, and possibly, uh, depending on uh, how we get on with Matt, we'll also talk to Mark and Steve. And in the women's football, kicking off in uh, just uh, just uh, just short of an hour, we've got uh, Cambridge City are playing uh, uh, Ashford, who um, United uh, just played against, and Cambridge United are playing at home, St Neots uh, to Queens Park Rangers. So if you want to get in touch with you, you can all the usual ways. You can uh, text 07919 70490. That's 07919 70490. Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk if you've got anything to say about uh, City, Histon or United men's or women's, then do feel free uh, to get in touch um, and we shall, uh, we shall talk about it. Um, but we'll start as we usually do um, with uh, Cambridge United. So it was three in a row uh, up until uh, yesterday in terms of home league wins. The only time we've been beaten at home has been the uh, Carabao Cup where we lost to uh, Premier League Southampton and the uh, Popper John's Trophy midweek. Um, I, I will talk about that with Matt, but I'm sure he's not got a great deal to say about it. It was an interesting game and we will come on to that. Other than that, it's been uh, a good set of results uh, at home and uh, 12 points from 12 is is uh, well, a perfect start to the season from that perspective. Um, so Lincoln yesterday and uh, let's let's see if we can get hold of Matt because it was one of those games where it, really it was in the end an easy result. We never looked like losing the game. Joanne side got a brace um, in the space of uh, about four minutes. Hey Matt, are you there? Hey Tim, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, I was just saying that uh, it was an interesting game yesterday because it, it was actually, given that Lincoln hadn't lost, they weren't winning many games. In fact, I don't think they won one, but they're uh, difficult to beat. They've been drawing with a lot of people. Uh, a relatively straightforward and easy game. Um, we played well in the first half, uh, not so many chances in the second, but never looked like really conceding. Mitoff didn't have much to do. And overall, a, a good result. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you think back to last season and the, the result against Lincoln when 
they played some of the best football uh, that we'd seen uh, at the Abbey at the time and, you know, beat us 5-1 and completely took us to pieces um, to, to come back with the result that we did yesterday. And as you say, you know, from, from what I've heard and, and what you've just said as well, um, you know, we looked really, really comfortable. Uh, you know, took two good goals that I've seen on, on the highlights from uh, Big Joe, who was uh, sporting his bandages again, I see. And, um, you know, it, I think it was the way that, you know, we took the chances when they came to us, uh, when they present, presented to Joe Ironside, you know, really two really good finishes. And, you know, by the looks from the, the match highlights, you know, the, the shots that Lincoln had seems to be sort of mainly long-range ones. Uh, which which was uh, comfortably dealt with by Jimmy, and uh, you know when you think back to last week's game where it was topsy turvy and the defending wasn't the best, and we were you know we were giving away loads of chances and of course creating those ourselves. You know to come away with that that two nil. Was- oh, I think we've lost Matt there. Not quite sure what happened there. I was just quite sure what happened. <laughs> so interesting. It was perfect, perfect uh, uh, reception. Then all of a sudden we lost him. Let's uh, we'll try him again uh, as I'm just uh, talking. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. As he, as he said, as he was saying that it's a, a relatively straightforward game and much better defensively, obviously than. Hey, are you there, Mel? Oh, Hi, interesting... right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. yeah, you were saying a, a better, a much better game, obviously, defensively than the Burton game. That was such a weird game um, that you kind of you kind of wonder, would, would, would it ever happen again? And uh, fortunately, it didn't. We actually had a really good game defensively. Yeah, absolutely. And it's what we needed as well when you, when you think to the way that, you know, that the Burton game went and we defended really badly. And it's been the same in, you know, previous games as well. Um, you know, to come away with a clean sheet, no mistakes, and you know we've been critical of, of Dimi uh, in particular for in a couple of games, and then obviously, you know, looking for the match highlights, it looked like Kubra uh, Okadina, you know, made a mistake in the first half that he was probably lucky to not be punished with, and then, um, you know, there's a conscientious uh, sort of decision which I don't know if you've seen it, Tim, where, you know, does he does, does he punch the the Lincoln striker in the second half in the box or not? You know, it's yeah. one of them. You know, contentious ones where you know not being at the game, I, I can't judge, and I, I'm hoping that you had a, a good view of it. So you know, to see what your opinion was. Yeah, it, it, it was a really interesting one because it it, it was a definite. So he was being laid on, um, and he, the, the, the guy wasn't getting off, and he was pushing him down. So he's being held down, but it 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 did look. And I didn't. It, it was a difficult angle for us as well. It, it, it did look like he'd elbowed uh, the player, or at least attempted to. Um, and I did kind of think at the time. I thought, oh, this 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 could be this could be really bad luck. And I think people were a bit dismayed, players, that, especially the Lincoln players, because because the referee ended up having a word with their player. And looking yeah. back on the highlights of it, it does really look like he swung his elbow around. And the thing is, yeah, he may not have connected. It's, it's d- d- debatable as to whether he connected, certainly connected properly. But if you swing at a player in the area with your uh, elbow in retaliation, then the very least you can expect is both of you get red cards Um very, very lucky, I think, to have been on the pitch at the end. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that's what I say. Uh, you know, from the match highlights itself, it, it, the only thing you can kind of see properly was you know 
Jibril by the looks of him making that sort of action towards the player, you know, swinging on the elbow. And, uh, you know, no matter if you, you make contact or not, like you say, you know, there's, there's intense violent contact because you've got the intent to, you know, be aggressive towards the, uh, to the attacker. So, um, you know, it's a very, very lucky with, with that decision, which, you know, it's gone our way. But, um, you know, as I say, you know, by all accounts, we, we kept linking down, you know, chances to, uh, to a minimum, which is good. And, you know, it was a routine victory that we probably needed after, you know, a little, you know, little run where it was a bit sort of up and down in terms of what we were trying to do. And, you know, goal, goals conceded are not quite getting the rub of the green from some of the games, in, you know, that we've had previously. So to have a really good routine victory... And I think, uh, you know, I saw a stat on, uh, on social media earlier. I think it's the, the first time we've won four home league games in a row uh, for, for a little while, especially the first opening four games. So, you know, being unbeaten at home, and we've said it before, you know, yeah, the home game sets the standard for your performances and then you go and try and pick up the extra points away from home. And uh, being where we are on the table, obviously we won't get too carried away just yet, but being a... Being above Peterborough is also another good bonus as well. For Absolutely. Us, so. <laughs> so, yeah, so really good, really good week this week. So, you know, I'm really, really pleased with the result. But obviously the, the result was just the, the icing on the cake for, for the, the stadium views, which was obviously the biggest thing for the football club in, in recent years. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we'll, I'll come back to that properly in a minute because uh, Mark, at the end of his press call, um, kind of uh, put it all into perspective because obviously he's been there, like many many fans through through thick and thin at the club, and uh, and uh, you know pl- that all played out while he was an employee, and then he had to move on, and then eventually come back, um, and I think. For those, I mean, I, I wasn't around when the uh, when the ground was sold, and I know, it, you know, it, it, whilst people saw it as, you know, the the, the the only thing that could be done in a desperate situation, people were angry about the way it was done. It caused a lot of bad feeling, and and I think yesterday draws a line under a whole host of troubles at the club. You know, finally we we own our own stadium again and we've been through so much. It's really nice to be able to, you know, look at that and see what that means to fans, what it means to the club going forward uh, and the legacy that it gives Cambridge United to then, you know, develop as a club. Um, you know, hopefully soon. I'm gonna. I'm talking to the CEO uh, tomorrow. One of the things I'm gonna we're gonna talk about is obviously what happens next, uh, because one assumes that we've not just bought it without a plan. It's been bought with a plan. We've heard so much about stadiums over the last, uh, you know, several years that you kind of people will believe it when you know when they see it. But but owning the stadium makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a massive thing for the football club. But obviously, I I was there um, at the time when it all happened when the, the sale went through, and um, you know the football club was in the bad situation then um, financially, which is you know something that we have to put up with you know, over the sort of five ten years. Um, the way it was done, it was it was sold underneath the um, you know the the club. Um, because the you know people on the board at the time were, were just not the right people and didn't have the interests of the football club at heart at the time. And you know that I know there'll be some, and we'll probably hear some comments um, come out about people still saying, still holding hands up and saying it was the best for the club at the time. It, it, you know, 
it, it wasn't what we what we got, and, you know, what we were promised to have from it wasn't what we what we actually arrived at, and um, you know, it's just a disgraceful way. And that one of the key things come out of this sale is the fact that there was a golden share put into uh, you know into the sale of the ground where you know the fans uh, clubs or fans trusts can have their themselves a say in what happens with the ground going forward should the need ever arise that we decide that we're either going to sell it again because we found somewhere else to go to or you know if, if the club and god forbid it doesn't get into that you know financial difficulties that we we have been in and you know the, the sale of the ground can be done properly and in the right way as it, as it should have been all them years ago but you know it's, it's a massive day for this uh, club, it's a massive thing for this, you know, for the whole, you know, everyone really, you know, it's absolutely chuffed to pieces. Uh, you know, it makes me proud to be a, a Cambridge fan right now with how everything's going. And as you say, uh, now it's time to look at what we can do. You know, what what can we do to improve this? Because, you know, the more and better improvements we can make now, stronger financially, firstly, we'll be. And then secondly, will be able to become a lot more competitive on the, the on the pitch in terms of, you know, looking into that top half of League One, potentially competing up there for longer and, you know, then potentially in a few years' time the championship. But, you know, we, we can't we can't run before we can walk. We've taken the right steps forward now. Um, you know, it's absolutely fantastic news and uh, no matter what, it's all it's all positive right now, Tim, and that's that's what we haven't had for so long and uh, it's a, it's a weird feeling, really, being happy about everything for once, isn't it? You know, we haven't been too much about in the past few years, so it's, about, it's a fantastic feeling. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. We, you know, we've 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 liked we've liked uh, you know, and there's been good reason for it. We've liked complaining about what's been going on at the club, either on the pitch or off the pitch, because they've never kind of coincided. And I think this is this is the thing is that you you know you can now look at what's happened, and this is kind of it, it draws a line under an era of struggling on and off the pitch, and it provides, as you say, that stability, that potential revenue increase, um, and uh, you know. Depending on depending on what happens to it, and I've kind of thought about this because there are I think there are advantages and disadvantages of buying the Abbey back. Uh, obviously, the spiritual home, and, and and every fan wants to see you know wants to stay in the stadium they're in. But you know, does it limit what you can do in terms of in terms of non-football um, revenue generation? It's not a huge site when you take the actual ground uh, space that's occupied to build other things, conference centres or anything like that. So, can you uh, what can you do about it? It will be interesting to see what plans are there. But uh, a great thing, and you know, everybody talks really fondly about it, uh, even those who don't know the story behind it. Just the idea of taking your home back from what was a, a very generous landlord i mean to be fair to grosvenor a big property company um constantly leasing it back to us at uh, you know below market rates that we could actually afford um you know they didn't have to do that and they chose to do that and, and fair play to them and and obviously to paul and mark and adam who are fronting the cash to make this uh, to make this development possible is uh, is a huge thing for the club one of the things we have glossed over, of course, is the midweek game. Uh, I assume you didn't even listen to. <laughs> I knew you'd laugh when I said that one. Uh, I just, I just want to say very quickly, it was, it was, it was the probably one of the most interesting games. I mean, we lost and we got beaten by, a, to be fair, a better side. 
And it's the first, one of the first times where I've seen these, what were the under-23s and are now the under-21 sides that come in, who technically are often very good, but really just not physically enough to play senior football. Um, and yes, they can move the ball around nicely, but as soon as they get in the tackle, they're pushed off the ball. Uh, they can't muscle anyone off the ball, and it, it just doesn't work for them. And I think that was the big difference with Arsenal. They were, they were technically very good, but also they were a much more... A, a much more physical side than I've seen before out of this age group so certainly interesting to them but uh, as most people will kind of let it pass them by we won't talk about it uh, too much um, so let's draw a line under that uh, what we won't draw a line under though is last last year you voted the Ipswich at Portman Road game uh, your favourite uh, game of the season or one of your favourite games of the season and that's who we've got uh, this week uh, on Saturday away at Portman Road and of course Ipswich flying high um, a draw against Barnsley the only thing that stood in uh, in front of a 100% record uh, over the last six games uh, well seven games I think because they won the first game as well so uh, a side very much in form uh, a side that we played against we played a really good game against them and we'll all be looking forward to a game of that quality again yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a, unfortunately, it's a game that I'm missing this year, so I've got a family wedding on the next weekend, so I'm going to miss another one, and that would be that game as well. But you know, last year it was uh, it was one of the best games that I've been to uh, for you know so many reasons. You know, I thought we were fantastic that day to a to a man, and we were under really no real threat up until the you know the last few minutes of stoppage time and. Uh, you know, everything I was fine. So really, sort of, yeah, even though it's not hard to be. Oh, we're, Matt, we're, we're, we're losing you there. Um, uh, I'll, I'll come back to you in just a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think um, it, will be, it will be an interesting challenge. Uh, and going back to Matt's comment about it being a very happy week, um, one of the interesting things that he mentioned is obviously uh, the Peterborough position. So one place, one point above Peterborough um, with, uh, you know, a, a, a good run of games uh, recently uh, as opposed to Peterborough who've lost their last two so uh, in terms of rivalry from everyone Matt if you can hear me yet uh, you know obviously a huge thing to get the points uh, over uh, over to be above Peterborough um, as we move in towards the 10 games of the first 10 games of the season yeah yeah absolutely it was it was, it was a great uh, you know a great result to be above there but as you said you know the uh, the posh have already lost sort of two three games already this year, um, and you know it's it's always nice to to be above them, and um, you know it, uh, as long as it continues on, obviously Tim will will be very very happy with everything. But you know we know we've got we've got some tough games coming up, and it starts this Saturday against Ipswich. You know they're a team absolutely in form. Um, they know what they're doing, and. Um, you know, they've recruited really, really well this year. The Ipswich managers has got them sort, sorted out and, um, you know, got themselves into a really good position where they should be as well. You know, the Ipswich one of the bigger teams in this in this league. So, um, you know, it's, it's down to us to, uh, next week to go and play the game that we know that we can play. We've got to go there. We've got to frustrate them. We've got to make sure that we're on it from the word go. You know, defensively, we've got to be very good. 
And, um, you know, if, if we can get something from the Ipswich game, you know, even if it is a point that it's probably a little bit tougher than what it was last year when they were in their transitional period themselves. So, you know, we, we've got we've got ourselves in a, in a good position here. We'd like to stay where we are. Obviously, we know it's, it's not quite probably possible, but, you know, we've got to keep just playing the way that we are and uh, just keep doing what we're doing. And that's the main thing, because the more points that we can pick up, especially against the better teams, the better it'll be for us teams. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's not going to be easy and we want to, you know, do really, really well. But, um, you know, get a point next Saturday. stands us in really good stead, uh, ready for, you know, I think it's quite another tough month with, with Barnsley coming up as well in, in the next week or two. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think in a second we'll listen to what Mark had to say after the game. But one of the things that was mentioned was uh, we're on 13 points. It took us 10 games to get to that last time, only seven this time. So it's a huge improvement. And as Mark pointed out, it's only a huge improvement if we can add to that total before we get to 10 games. Otherwise, it's exactly the same. So, you know, the, the home form is great. And if we can keep that up, it you know, it, it makes it easier to get up that table. Uh, you know, with, the, uh, with some good performances away, occasionally it doesn't have to be every week if we can keep that form up at home it's perfect Matt uh, thanks very much for joining us mostly oh it's getting noisy now <laughs> with alarms and the, and, the, and the GPS it was frogs last week the GPS this week uh, we'll talk to you again next week Matt thanks very much take care talk bye. to you later <laughs> cheers then bye um, I've just realised actually I probably we, we may not talk to him depending on when exactly that uh, wedding is but we shall see um, and uh, hopefully we'll manage to get in touch with him for some time at least um, this is so I, I'll just play the uh, the Bonner post match um, as I say he paid a, he paid a really nice or he explained very well to people who don't necessarily know what, what the, the ground purchase means as well as talking about the game um, so this is what he had to say following the game Remark, another home win and through the hard work of the side, a comfortable win in the end. Yeah, I thought we were very good in the first half, actually. We, we've spent quite a lot of time recently talking about momentum in games and taking the game when it's there for us. And we got in off some really good attacking situations and we took the game in a, in a five-minute period where I thought we were very ruthless in our attacking play. And yeah, it was a really good first half performance, two, two excellent goals. In the second half, we probably did, it's not a situation we've been in that often. Um, in the second half, play against a team that make the pitch big, defended better, um, hid the ball from us quite a bit and we're covering big distances, so tiring really. Um, we didn't really carry much threat with the ball. However, um, we never felt under huge threat. So the game was fairly balanced, even though we didn't have the ball and we didn't feel threatened too much by that. So um, we just had to work and grind our way through it. And, in the end, we've played 10 games in 36 days. Uh, the players get two days off now for the first time since we came back in June, and they deserve it. They've been great, and uh, that's a really important win. And as you say, four home wins out of four here in the league is a pretty good start. Yeah, a super first half for Joe side as well as the side as a whole. Gets a, a bang on the head, blood <laughs> pouring everywhere, and he gets up and scores two goals. Yeah, I mean, never in doubt was it he'd get straight up, get some stitches in his head in the... In the half time on the treatment bed and rises like the undertaker just before we come back out but he's um he's ready to go he's, he's, he's bang on he's played well today he's took his chances well but i thought that the, the movement the runs and the opportunities that we created there were great nibsy's first kind of the second goal he made a brilliant run and a really unselfish but clever and right decision to just cut it across the goal for him um sam excellent in the build up certain goals shyla i thought we looked a good threat and um played the game exactly how we wanted to had, had a decent bit of the ball in the first half and just had to make sure we were uh, good enough against counter-attacks and didn't give them too many because jack diamond's a very good one for them in that sense and 
I thought they, they raised the game second half. They brought a bit more experience on the pitch. I thought Mate Virtue made a good difference for them in the midfield. Um, but I thought we saw the game out quite well and without too much drama on our goal. So we were, we're really pleased. Pleased for Joey, pleased with the goals, but pleased with how we just managed the game really second half. Yeah, the world work goals in the, in the first half. As a, as a result of that, that, that constant pressure, was that something you targeted before the game in terms of a, their back line perhaps being unsettled? Well, it's certainly something we wanted to put under pressure in the early part of the game. And we wanted to use our pace to try and threaten the back of them. And I thought we did that very well. Um, almost perfect really and we, we haven't done too much on the grass in terms of training and, and working those patterns but we spoke through them in good detail yesterday and the players executed it brilliantly so fair play to them I thought I thought we um, thought we gave a really good account of ourselves and I look I look at a period where you say you kind of look at the first month of the season you probably count this as, as within the first month because this is the first proper break we've got between games and majority of players have contributed well and we've had some some really good results and we're really pleased with the clean sheet today as well because it puts us back in a positive goal difference which is important. Yeah, I was going to mention the clean sheet actually because it's come off the back of, uh, I guess there's a question as to how important it is, it's come off the back of a, one or two games where the defending perhaps hasn't been what you would you would expect. Yeah, I mean last week was a crazy game, you can't really, can't really evaluate that one too much, there won't be so many like that but we've had a couple where we've let games run away or made sloppy mistakes in areas and we had good concentration about us today, I thought the centre-backs defended the box really well I thought Harrison defended the diagonal in the back post brilliantly. I thought Lloyd was outstanding. Um, and and Dimi didn't have to make too many good saves, you know. He, he kept a good, good goal, but we weren't under huge threat. So um, whilst we had to work incredibly hard as a team to try and limit their opportunities, I thought we did that quite well. And we're certainly pleased to come out with ultimately the result, first of all. But, but in, in many ways, there, there were lots of parts of that performance we liked as well. And you talk about blocks of games and you look back to last season, first 10 games, 13 points, and you've got to that point, Sally, after seven this time round, so it's progression. Yeah, I mean, as long as we get to the 10-game point on more than 13, I guess it's progression. So we've got three games coming up after these couple of days. To be honest, we won't give an ounce of thought to that because I think everybody needs to get away from each other and switch off for a day or two. And then we get back to Tuesday. What a great game to look forward to next week away at Ipswich. Then we have to go to Cheltenham on a Tuesday, which will be tricky and always tough games. And then Barnsley here had a great result today. So no, all the games are really difficult, but put ourselves in a nice, um, nice starting position. So hopefully we can consolidate the start by the end of that. But, but right now there's uh, no real thought about the next game other than uh, really delighted with the result today and the performance and, and happy to get away from each other for a day or two. Yeah, but four home wins on the bounce, and I understand it's the first time that's happened as a football league club. And you know, you talk about the bread and butter of the home games all the time, and it's so important, isn't it? Yeah, we spoke before the game about records. Um, I didn't know it; I wanted to find it out. But it's in your own way, there's little bits of history you want to rewrite all the time. You know, historic week for the club this week, but you want to write your own history as a team every single time you get a chance to. Whether that's individuals or not. Sam Smith joined the hundred club today. We celebrate that before the game. We talked about preserving this record here, fighting to do that, but, but more than that, playing to do that as well. And all those things are important. You want to, you want to do everything you can to keep building on what we've done. And, and that's a nice step towards that today. Yeah, the, the win obviously is a, is a great moment in terms of celebrating what else has happened off the pitch this week with uh, the buyback of the Abbey. How, how important is that for yourselves as, as a playing staff and coaching staff? And obviously, you know, it means great security for the club going forward, but as, as a playing staff and as a coaching staff, what does it mean to you? Well, I told the story today before the game to the boys about what happened and, and where we ended up, where we did, and the story of the last 18 years in a very quick period of time. I was working here at that point, and um, obviously the academy shut down at that period of time, and I told them I had to go elsewhere before I could come back and live the dream. But 
Look, it's a big moment and, and being truthful, it's not about the coaching staff or the players, it's about the football club and the longevity and sustainability of the football club. So you want your players to understand the fabric of your club, you want them to understand a bit of the history and you want them to understand where we're going and where we've been because I think that's really important. But in the end, that's about supporters and, and legacy and I have to say, from a first point of view, I, I'm not the manager when I'm saying this, I'm, I'm, I'm the boy that stood in the habit really, just like thousands of others that are here. If you were here when that, you know, we had to survive and, and selling the Abbey was the way we did it, we were so fortunate for Grosvenor to come in and, and, and take control of this place because without them and so many other people that helped us get through those really difficult periods, we wouldn't have arrived at this point that we're at now. And now you just have to say to, to Paul Barry, to Mark Green and to Adam Webb, just remarkable really. I think what they've done in, in leading our club, the way in which they're helping us keep this squad together, the way in which they've got huge ambitions to help us with the training ground, huge ambitions for this place, it's going to take time, you know, that's a, a significant amount of, of funds gone into this, but it's pretty remarkable that we found ourselves back in this position and I heard the, the, the best song today, we've got our Abbey back, is uh, a great moment today and I think it was, um, you just see how much coverage that got online yesterday people know how significant that is if you're a young fan that doesn't know just just believe the old ones when they say it's a massive moment and it puts the future of the club back in our hands and we have to say thanks to the owners for that because without them it, it definitely wouldn't be possible and uh, just to uh, reiterate i'll be talking to uh, ceo alex uh, next uh, i think on monday afternoon uh, but he's also on uh, the breakfast show on uh, cambridge 105 with julian on uh, monday morning uh, so do listen out for that and I i'll take anything that wasn't answered there and take it into uh, a press call later on um, but uh, great news for uh, cambridge um so uh, we will uh, move on from here we'll take a quick break and we'll talk uh, about uh, Histon I reckon Broadcasting from the city centre on FM, digital and your mobile Cambridge 105 Radio From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio When we come back uh, we'll be talking uh, all things Histon So, uh, two games uh, this week after having last. Uh, or did they have? I can't remember whether actually Histon may not have had last Saturday off because it's been a bit. It's been a bit strange with the Bank Holiday Monday, um, and in fact, Histon didn't. They played uh, the FA Vars, a six-two win uh, against Debenham on the Saturday, and then on the Monday. It was league leaders, March Town, who were unbeaten. I think it was a 100% record when they came to the bridge. Um, expected it to be uh, a difficult game uh, and probably one that a draw would be uh, a good result for Histon. And strangely, uh, March Town didn't look like uh, they were top of the league. Um, uh, unfortunately, their keeper had a bit, a bit of a nightmare punching the ball into his own goal off a corner after having made two really good saves and, uh, and getting it wrong later on and uh, they just didn't look to be the uh, the league leaders so uh, a great win 2-0 for uh, Histon on that one uh, sorry 2-1 uh, on that one uh, before uh, yesterday they played Newport Pagnell who uh, have now gone on having beaten Histon 2-0 uh, to top that league to date caught up with uh, Lance this morning this is what Lance had to say about the two games 
Lance, since we uh, last spoke, you played League Leaders March Town uh, at the bridge on uh, Monday. And uh, it, it was an interesting game. Given the position they were in, unbeaten, um, it, it was actually a surprisingly confident performance and really uh, one that you were never in much danger of uh, losing. No, I mean, that, that game um, just showed you how far we've come since pre-season, actually, Tim, if I'm honest. You know, where we've gone through certain games. that We, we spoke about the Debenham game on the Friday where we won the game comfortably 6-2, but we kind of took our foot off the gas. Certainly against Marchtown, we didn't do that. And we, we, we kept our foot on the pedal for the whole 95 minutes. And actually... We were we were strong and confident in in victory that day. So it was a uh, it just shows you how far we've come uh, since since the start of preseason. And again, uh, Ryan Thorpe gets uh, on the uh, score sheet, uh, and it shows how far he's come as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at him. Uh, <laughs> if you were to see him in training, the work he puts in and the work ethic that he has for the team, you know, it's been frustrating for him, and he's probably probably put himself under a lot of own self pressure, if you like. And the hat trick he scored against Devon surely did show the following game against Marchtown because he probably had one chance and buried it and it just shows you that confidence is everything as a strike and hopefully that can long may continue. And you moved on to uh, Newport Pagnell on Saturday. They were uh, second in the league. They're now top. Unfortunately, you lost uh, 2-0, but uh, a, a good performance? Yeah, it was a solid performance. You know, we gave, you know, we, any manager will say this, but we gave two sloppy goals away, one in the first half, um, and they were certainly the better side in the first half. They moved the ball well. They had good movement from their front four at times. Um, we found it difficult to, to sort of defend that. Um, we got to grips with it in the second half. And we, for the, probably 25 minutes of the second half, we were by far the better side. We pushed and pushed. And we then gave a stupid goal away when we were really on the ascendancy. And that kind of took the wind out of ourselves. But in that first half, we Evan Key had a header from four yards at the bar. Reece Thorpe had a one-on-one. Evan and Reese then linked up well for a shot that just went wide. You know, we had three very good chances in that first half. So to go in one nil down was wasn't fair reflection of how we played. And uh, I, I guess it, you 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 make these performances and and you had a bit of momentum starting to build up, but but you needed to maintain the performance to make sure at least even if the score didn't go your way, you can still look forward to the next game with a, an a, an amount of momentum. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I said to the players after the game that we created four. Not just good chances, but very good chances, Tim, yesterday. And Dan Brown had one in the second half and we were 1-0 down and, and should score. Um, he knows that, we all know that, but so should have Evan, so should Reese in their other opportunities. So, you know, and we said this is why we are non-league players, because we, we make mistakes like this. And But like you say, the momentum of and the character of the performance was something that we said after the game, that we were proud of the way we, we opposed a team that are definitely going to be pushing for the top three. Uh, that have no weak links in their side whatsoever. All their substitutes that came on were all mature, you know, mid 25 year olds, you know, that had experience. So they've got a very strong squad. And talking to their players and staff afterwards, they're under pressure to to deliver the title this year. So it was it was a good performance against a very good side yesterday. And nothing now until uh, Saturday. You've got a bit of a rest, uh, and it's League Cup action. Ansty Nomads, not not a team I've heard of. Do you know where, whereabouts is Ansty? <laughs> we, we believe it's Leicester. We believe, but yes, I, <laughs> but I've not heard of it either. Uh, to be so yeah, we'll we'll go there with <clears throat> with you know no fear of such. We might take one or two youngsters because it's the League Cup and try and rest a couple because we've got one or two struggling with hamstrings and groins. So we we might mix and match it for next Saturday, but. Like you just said, though, momentum's a big thing and, and if we can continue the form that we're in a certain, in the way we're playing, then hopefully we can transgress that for this Saturday and go again. 
Yeah, hopefully they, uh, they can do. I was just looking, just looking up Anstey Nomads. So Anstey Nomads are indeed, uh, they are just north uh, north of west of uh, Leicester, um, uh, a few miles off the uh, M1. So a, a fairly a fairly decent travel up to them. I uh, didn't didn't make a look at, didn't take a look at where they were in terms of the uh, pyramid. Um, I shall do that during the next interview. But uh, I think the only worry for Lance is that you know it, it's great creating chances. Uh, you know you can do it, and therefore at some point you'll get that right. But at the same time, and this is kind of true. Of uh, city as well, you can't you can't be in front in the game uh, if you're not going to score, and you can't waste the opportunities because otherwise, uh, you know, it takes a, a one goal um, and, and you suddenly lose a game that you really should have won. So uh, it, it's good. It's good that they're not in trouble. It's good that they're making chances. It's good that they're getting lots of different scorers uh, in there and scoring goals, but they need to stop leaking goals as well and make more of their chances. But uh, we'll catch up uh, with Lance, but also we'll probably talk to Mark uh, next week or the week after just to see what he thinks of the season so far. Um, City, let's take a break and we'll come back and we will talk about uh, City. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. As you'll hear uh, when we talk to Robbie in a minute, City's big problem is, again, not making the most of the chances uh, and not scoring goals, unlike Histon, who are scoring goals but just conceding a lot. In fact, City have got the second uh, stingiest defence in the league, only conceded, uh, I think it's three goals, um, which puts them right up there with Loughborough, who've only conceded one goal. Um, But they've also only scored one goal, which is, uh, the, uh, the the leading uh, lock, the leading la- the leading lowest number of goals scored uh, Bedworth United who are second from bottom have also only scored one but other than that some clubs have scored 10, 15 goals 16 goals in the case of Hales Owen so a lot of goals going in but not uh, for City uh, they've just come to the end of a very difficult uh, period uh, of time for them in terms of games over the last uh, 21st to the 29th of August over that eight game period period, eight day period they played four games um, which at non-league level is uh, is an awful lot of games to play um, as well as doing a full time job uh, caught up with Robbie this morning uh, and this is what he had to say over uh, about the end of that eight game period and uh, Deerham Town on the Bank Holiday Monday, they didn't play yesterday um, which was nice to get a break, they take, they take off again against Hinkley away on uh, Tuesday, this is what Robbie had to say. The last time we spoke was just before the Deerham game, Bank Holiday Monday, um, a one-nil defeat away from home. Uh, what was how, how was that as a game? It was a, a massive improvement on the Saturday performance. You know, we were, were very tired, a bit subdued against Sutton Coldfield, didn't create an awful lot. And then, you know, I just wanted them to, you know, make sure that we got off to a good start. You know, we played in the right way and how we have done previous to Sutton's game and, and we did and you know we it's one of those that I've said a few times already this season you know we we dominated the first 45 minutes and you know we've hit the bar we've had 
an open goal we've missed. We've had two one-on-ones and keeper's pulled off a good save. You know, Taylor's had a, a header under the crossbar that he's headed over. And, and it, it, yeah, it was just the story so far. You know, we, we're missing Ed, Rolf, Connor Barnes still and Ryan Ingrey up there. And, you know, we were, we were quite short Monday. You know, we, uh, we changed one or two positions within the team that we thought we could, you know, just because of the fatigue that we had suffered, you know, it was our fourth game in eight days for us and, you know, playing on the Sunday, the Wednesday, the Saturday and then the, the Monday, it was quite a tough ask and, and especially when each game we've lost sort of two players, yeah. sort of minimum of two players to injury and it was, you know, we were patched up, you know, Taylor Parr played, should never have played really, you know, and he was outstanding. You know, he's he's hobbled through 90 minutes for us because that was how short we were and he, you know, the type of guy and, you know, he, he never wants to let anyone down. He wants to, you know, if he can try and get through it and he did and, you know, it, it's one of those, you know, that's where we're at at the moment. But, you know, not having the game yesterday meant that we could rest a, rest a few up. They've had a, you know, eight-day break before the Hinkley game. But, you know, second half against Deerham, you know, we just looked like we'd run out of steam a little bit, Tim, and, you know, we got, it was a mistake from us. We got punished and probably their only, only attempt on our goal. And that's the frustrating thing. You know, we, we never really looked like getting back into it. You know, we had, we had one cleared off the line and we had a couple of long throws and a couple of set plays where, you know, we didn't really have the conviction to look like that we were going to score. But, you know, we're glad that we're, we've got those two games out of the way. I know we've, we've lost them both 1-0 and, you know, we're sitting there, played five, drawn three, lost two and, you know, things could be so much different if we'd yeah. have taken our chances. But, you know, there is fine margins at this level. And other than the Sutton game where we were poor and, you know, I don't like to make excuses, but it just looked that we'd we'd run our, you know, our game against Corby. We'd put a lot in. We'd lost two or three players to injury. And, and it we just couldn't, because it was a hot day Saturday, we just couldn't muster a, you know, a fight against a, you know, a very organised team. Yeah. But, you know, lots to be pleased with the deer and first half. You know, the chances again that we created and again, sitting there disappointed, we've missed a lot. But, you know, we've we've hopefully going to have um, one or two new players in before we get to Hinkley. And they'll both add, you know, hopefully pace and and a bit of know-how. They know the level. They're, they're, they've been, they've started the season ex- extremely well for their current club. So we're hopeful that we can get one, maybe two in before Tuesday. It's not a panic. It's, you know, I spoke to you a long time ago about the positions that we we want to try and improve and and we're still trying to do that. Yeah. You know, we're hopeful that one or two that we've been speaking to are two lads that we've been after in the summer and, and hopefully we can get them done. But, you know, we are short on numbers. Hopefully we'll welcome back Connor Barnes for, for Tuesday's game. He's back from a three and a half week holiday. So hopefully he'll he'll be uh, fit and raring to go and hopefully we can welcome back Ed Rolfe. You know, we've missed him massively, you know, up front, um, both him and Connor, you know, and hopefully one or two of them can be available for, for the Tuesday game. And and as you say, I mean, it's been, you know, it's a lot of games in a very short space of time for you just recently and then uh, are not, uh, you know, compounded by injuries. You've had uh, a Saturday off, so you it'll be eight games since you last played when you play Hinkley on Tuesday, so that's a, an away game. That that will be good in terms of both giving people some uh, energy back, but also uh, trying to move along some of the people who are perhaps injured. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, like, 
we lost two more on on Monday, um, Ryan Sharman and Ali Conway. You know, so it's forever. You know, we're just picking up knocks and bumps and bruises. But like you say, the eight days that we have between the games, you know, we are hopeful that you know those two will be fit. But also, you know, bringing one or two into the building. When I watched the game yesterday, I watched a lad that we're hopeful that we can can try and do something with as well. So, you know, we are we know where we're short. We know where we need to be better. You know, I think we've conceded the less the least amount of goals in the league. You know, so uh, we know where our problems are. You know, we need to start taking our chances. And you know, when we're on top in games, you know, it's really important that that superior sort of period that we have. You know, we have to start converting these chances because. You know, it makes the games a bit easier to control. You know, when you when you take your your two open goals or your your one on ones, you know, and yeah. you've got that little bit of composure, it, it does change the the course of the game. And you know, at nil nil, you are you know on the on the receiving end of you know the two games we've played and we've lost, we've conceded probably on their only one chance at goal. You know, so you know, lots lots there to be pleased with. You know how we've started, but. Like I say, not good enough on a on a points tally. You know, it's, it's it's far from where we expected ourselves to be. And you know, look, we have a run of games now where hopefully we can start picking up maximum points and getting on a bit of a run and 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 hopefully keeping people fit and and away from injury. Yeah, they certainly need to start scoring goals. That's uh, that's obvious, and, and and Robbie's well aware of that. And hopefully, uh, strengthening the squad, uh, people coming back from injury will uh, give them uh, a, a, a good run uh, for, of games for a while. Um, but certainly, uh, Hinkley, uh, it's uh, it's a League Cup game. Oh no, it's not. Uh, oh, is it's, it's a League Cup game, isn't it? No, I can't remember now whether it is or not. Um, it says it's League, but I thought they were playing a League Cup game shortly. Uh, oh, what am I talking about? No, we'll come back to that later on. Uh, sorry to confuse you. Uh, on to the women's football. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So uh, just under, uh, just over 10 minutes uh, to kick off uh, both home games. You've got uh, Cambridge United. I've got QPR at St. Neots uh, at 2 o'clock. And you've got Cambridge City. I've got Ashford at Ely, Ely City Football Club in just over two minutes. Uh, sorry, just over 10 minutes. Um, we spoke to both uh, managers this morning. Let's start with what Rob had to say. They had uh, last Sunday off, but played the, uh, uh, the uh, City United Derby game at Ely City on uh, I think it was Wednesday evening 2-0 that finished to Cambridge United this is what uh, Rob had to say about those two games Rob, you had no game uh, last uh, Sunday, but it was the uh, midweek derby, uh, City United at uh, Ely Football Club on Wednesday. Um, an early goal uh, from Sarah Wiltshire at Cambridge United put you 1-0 down and eventually it finished uh, 2-0. Yeah, I mean, it was a really, really challenging game. I mean, again, the message I've sort of been saying to the girls all through preseason, as we've gone through, started going through the season, is that we're, we're checking off games. I mean, our job is to treat every game as if they're a cup final and to go in and win as many games as we possibly can. And and Wednesday was no different. I mean, Cambridge, all due respect to them, Cambridge United, they they turned up with a game plan and they executed it better than we executed ours. Uh, I mean, the early goal gave them a, a nice platform to build off they won the midfield battles uh we created chances i mean we got in round 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 on the flanks uh got some balls into the box i mean we could have gone in one all or two one up on another day um so we went in at half time relatively confident um i felt that we had the better of the exchanges early in the in the second half um and then their second goal sort of 
killed us off, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess going down so early, I think it was three minutes was the goal. It, it is kind of difficult. It throws you off that game plan. And as you say, it then allows them the momentum to carry forward. But but you come away knowing that you've competed well in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult because any loss hurts. And I mean, it's easy to sort of react emotionally after a game and, and whatnot. But it's, it's you have to draw on the positives of every game because, I mean, I sort of, there's going to be, in, any, in all aspects of football, there's games that teams should win, that they lose, and there's games that they should lose, that they should win. And and it's not about overanalyzing the defeat, but rather trying to pick apart the, the positives from that and what can we take into Ashford this coming Sunday. Uh, and it's an interesting fixture. Of course, you won't have played against Ashford uh, recently because they've not been uh, in this league. They came up this year, I think, as champions. So a, a strong side. Yeah, I mean, I've done done a little bit of research on them, but there isn't much, much out there. I mean, they had a great season last year. I think they went undefeated in the league and then I think they've done the treble. Um, so I think they won the County Cup and one of the other cups as well. So they're coming into this season flying high. Um and you can see by their results. I mean, they they got uh, they were three one up against Cambridge a couple of weeks ago or a couple of games ago. I think it was last Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, unfortunate to 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 walk away with a point. Uh, and then they come up against a tough opposition in Wimbledon during the week. So, I mean, we're both coming off defeats, so it's going to be a good test. For me. Um, it's going to be a good opportunity for us to sort of put to bed the loss in the week if we can if we can hit the ground running. Absolutely, and as you always say, it's it's the momentum that uh, is what you're looking for, and uh, you need to bounce back quickly from from a defeat. Absolutely, I mean this is where what, what, again we've we've spoken about this with the girls in 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 preseason, and then and every time we sort of we we get an opportunity to sit down and chat together, is that it's about mentality. I mean, there's going to be times where you you're, you're knocked down, you come off come off a pitch sort of a bit a bit defeated essentially for a better word um, and it's how do you pick yourself back up to get your get the momentum get the confidence back within the group to then go into the next game you know yeah, that's in. Uh, we've talked about momentum. We always talk about momentum because it's important. But uh, um, City need to uh, get back and uh, uh, into winning ways. It's too early to look at the table in there, given the number of games people have played. Uh, but uh, suffice to say, both both mid table uh, with City having played actually one game less than United. Um, United are, as I say, just about to start uh, against uh, QPR. Uh, yeah, against QPR. Um, that'll be a hard game. Uh, this is what uh, Darren had to say when I caught up with him uh, during the week. Darren, after the initial disappointment of the uh, Norwich game at the Abbey, it was on to uh, what was a, a busy week. You started uh, with the uh, new team, Ashford, who came up this year on the Sunday and then the local derby um, on Wednesday. Uh, a, a good three-all draw, but it took two late goals from Alicia Stockco down to uh, give you that uh, valuable point. And then the, uh, United, the, uh, the United City derby finished 2-0, uh, 1-0 up at halftime and Sarah Wiltshire gets a brace. I think those are the opening goals for the club, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the first two for the club. It's been threatened. So the, the, the three-all draw was a, was a strange one, really, because um, Sarah hit the crossbar three times and one of them, it actually hit the crossbar, bounced down, hit the goalkeeper on the leg, bounced off of her, hit the post and came out. So, I mean, she couldn't have had any less luck when it came to putting the ball in the net against Ashford and, and was just extremely unlucky. And, I said to a couple of the staff after the game, actually, you know, when one goes in for Sarah, that I can see her getting a few. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised once the first one went in uh, on Wednesday night that she she managed to get another one as well. She's she's been threatening it, and uh, you know, she's obviously a class player, so it was only a matter of time, really. 
But going back to Ashford, obviously uh, you wanted to uh, start to gain uh, start to gain some points on the board and and a little bit of momentum. Um, and you were down. Uh, you went, you scored first, one all at half time, and then you were down three one right up until the last uh, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that it, it doesn't really tell the story of the game, in my opinion. Um, you know, it was, it was we was one nil up, uh, and I thought we'd we'd had enough of the game to, to deserve to be one nil up and. Conceded literally on the stroke of half-time, which is unfortunate. But, you know, the, the girls had, had played well in the first half. I was happy with that. Um, the two goals in early in the second half, the first one was a penalty, which I think I think the players actually felt that it was it was unlucky to be awarded because they felt that the player went over a little easily. But I, I couldn't see completely clearly. But what I will say is, is that we allowed us to come back onto our right foot. And we've spoken about the forwards not being allowed onto their right feet because they're dangerous. Um, so that was a mistake from us. And the... The second goal was a very rare error from from uh, Webby in goal, you know, where she's been outstanding for us the first three games and probably the only mistake that she's made in three games. And unfortunately, it, it was a goal from a free kick where, where um, you know, it bounced over the top of her. But I can't fault where we got to to that point. So the score didn't reflect. And I think for me, this is the difference now from last year is that last year at that point, probably we found it very difficult to have got back into the game. Uh, in fact, it was Christmas before we came from a position... Um, last season of, of being down in the game and getting something out of the game. So yeah. that shows a yeah. bit of resilience from us. So I was kind of, you know, I thought we was unfortunate to be 3-1 down, if I'm honest. But the last half an hour, we absolutely dominated Ashford. And, you know, they ended up sitting seven or eight on the edge of their box trying to defend out um, because we were that dominant. And, yeah, Sarah had hit the crossbar a, a few times and it was threatening the goal non-stop. So for me, performance-wise, although it was a draw, I was very, very pleased with the performance, in the, in the, especially in the last uh, half an hour of the game. And I felt going into Wednesday, if we could continue that on, we, you know, we'd do quite well. So, yeah, I was, I was more pleased with the performance than maybe the scoreline suggests. And as you say, that set you up nicely for the uh, first half of the uh, derby at uh, Ely City. Um, finished uh, 2-1, you were one up at half-time, 2-0, uh, sorry, not 2-1, 2-0. Um, and by all accounts, uh, 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 again, another really good performance. Yeah, good. Yeah, it was uh, you know, an early goal, which is always nice in a, in a game of that nature. I felt I, I felt that we just needed to, to play at a tempo. Um, We've got good players in the side, and and sometimes, in especially in the first half of the game against Ashford, we just played a little slowly and just without that sort of a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of presence about ourselves and backing ourselves, almost playing to, to nullify the threat of the other team rather than focusing on what we do well. So, um, really pleased to to get an early goal, and we really did dominate the first half. I thought our go- our game plan was spot on. Um, players executed it perfectly, and um, one nil was the least we deserved, I think, going into half time, and that set us up nicely for a. You know what was a quite exciting second half, and you're uh, at home uh, this afternoon to uh, QPR up at uh, St Neots. Two o'clock kickoff for that. Uh, again, um, a, a good strong, a good strong game that will be against good opposition. Yeah, well, it's a strange one. The, the, the season already has started out a little strangely within, in, in you know, in context of the league. So you've got QPR um, lost four two to Cambridge City first game of the season, but then in their next game they beat. Wimbledon 1-0. So the results seem very up and down and it could be down to, you know, that we know that every team's had people away in the early part of the season. But, um, you know, it, it feels like at the moment pretty much any team could go out and beat anybody on the day. So um, a tough game, I expect, with QPR. They've always been a fairly strong side last season through the season. They were good. Don't expect any different this year. So, yeah, in for another tough test, but another one where we can continue to hopefully build some progress. 
Indeed, hopefully they will do that. Um, it's uh, as I say, just short of kickoff, so uh, it's uh, worth it if you if you want to get down. It's uh, it's good. Season ticket holders uh, get in free under 18s, I think, as long as they're accompanied by an adult, get in for a fiver. Um, so uh, really nice to go down and support uh, Cambridge United. They are the second half of that uh, derby uh, later on will be played at the Abbey, and there's three more game, two more games other than that that'll be played at the Abbey. So chances to see them at the Abbey as well. Um, that's all we've got time for this week uh, so uh, coming up we've obviously got uh, Ipswich uh, away uh, for Cambridge United um, on Saturday and then we've got uh, we've got Histon are going to be playing uh, Anstey Nomads in the League Cup uh, again uh, on Saturday uh, Cambridge City have got Hinkley that is a league game on Tuesday the 6th and then Yaxley in a cup game on the 10th and uh, I say the women uh, in action against QPR and Ashford uh, this afternoon uh, thanks very much to Matt uh, for joining us on the phone apologies for the quality we got most of it through there thanks to Robbie and Lance uh, for joining us uh, this morning and thanks to Rob and to Darren uh, for joining us in the meet we'll be back next week that's all we've got time for but do stay tuned uh, for plenty more on the radio <laughs>